Yes. You know, I, I love coming out of that intro because I just feel so jacked up, man. Just I'm just so amped right now. And that's not just because we had a three hour conversation with Mike Mangini. No, no, no. It, it was I, I was amped right before that, but I'm just. I'm and it's still, not the three Mountain Dews that you had either. Uh, it has nothing to do with that. My blood is part Mountain Dew, so. It has everything to do with the fact that once again we're here together, uh, sharing this cosmic journey together mm-hmm. as we always are. Justin Vigil and my brother here, Daryl Campbell, as always. This week we've got a very, very special podcast uh, for you guys. This is um, this is a, this is a one of a kind, and it's it's you know our friend of the show, the the great Dream Theater drummer. You just heard Rhodes there. He was uh, Rhodey saying hi because he's been hanging out while we do the podcast. Yeah, Rhodes Day. Mike Mangini from Dream Theater is on the show this week, and it was our back to school special. Yeah, back to school, back to. Uh Life back to reality, as it were, as the song says, and I, I do feel like I've been through a master class and everything from time management to visualization to manifestation to just being an all-around everyman. Yeah, truth, choices, uh, the implications of both, the stratospheric incumbiums of just all of it put together. Who knows? I mean, it's, it's. Um, I think I used a word. You know, when I was trying to, um, you know, put it all into lyric, it's transcendent. Um, I, I don't I'm, I'm not being facetious. It's, it, it, it truly is when it sinks into your your mental cortex. It's, it is transcendent. It's awesome. There, there's really no other way to put it. And uh, I think uh, if, if you enjoyed our, our conversations with Mike Mangini in the past, uh you're absolutely going to love more of this. We don't really get a whole lot into drumming or really dream theater. It's we're kind of more talking about how you can utilize uh, Mike Mangini's original method of of self improvement of of learning, which is called the Grid. And uh, you can pick up the Grid on Amazon. It's available there for for Prime customers. You can get it in a day. Uh, it's uh, it's out on Hudson Music, and it's it's a it's a instructional that's really geared towards drumming. But the the core fundamental tool the grid is like a workbook that anybody could kind of take and apply their lives and i know this week i'm going to be getting getting on the grid myself and we've got some plans to to utilize that for for our everyman journey Mm -hmm. and uh we invite you guys to just kind of sit back and enjoy and take it all in and uh let it rip so i think with uh with that being said mister i think we should take it to mangini time Mm -hmm. here we go Joining us today on the Everyman Podcast is one of the greatest drummers walking the planet today. He is a multiple-time world record holder in the world's fastest drummer competition. He is the drummer for Dream Theater. He is the first two-time Everyman guest. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only, our friend, Mike Mangini. How you doing, Mike? Quite well. And, and you, Doc? You guys? Doing great. Doing great. I'm, I'm in heaven now. My man Mike's in the building, man. This is great. Yep. We've been, wait, <laughs> we've been waiting all summer for, for this uh, here special Back to school, everyman edition with uh, the one and only Mike Mangini. So, catching up with you, man. How was Europe? How was tour? It was very successful. Um, uh, one of the cool things about it is it was um, it was us playing festivals. So we were often with up to twelve bands, and sometimes it was 
you know, 10 or 12 bands for three days. So on our days, it was really, really, really fun to catch up with people that I haven't seen and will see, you know, every four years or something in the circuit, because it's not often you, you know, you, you play a show with bands that aren't necessarily in your genre so much. Um, but all us drummers are, are friends. We have an unbelievable, as you know, uh, the, the, the drum community, the underground, we have <laughs> magazines, we nice. have clinics, you know, uh, we're, we're all nuts and, and we just love <laughs> each other. So, <laughs> so I get to see those guys. But if that went well, the, the band um, kicked butt. And because it was festivals, we got to play undoubtedly for new fans. Because if there are, you know, 84,000 people out there, we don't get 84,000 for a show. So they're there for, for everybody. And it's nice to play for new people. Sweet. I, I was watching some of the videos, obviously, on the Dream Theater Instagram and, you know, scouring the YouTube. And you guys are playing some really cool venues. I saw that, that uh, were you playing some Italian castle? Oh, yeah, in Verona. Verona's uh, the home of the Romeo and Juliet story. Not how romantic. Anything to do, <laughs> anything to do with how we absorb that kind of thing. It's being with each other every night, sleeping five inches, you know, from the next guy's it's it's not it's not Romeo and Juliet. I'll tell you that. <laughs> not, not quite, not quite. I saw some videos from a friend of the show, uh, one of the production assistants on, on the on the Dream Theater team, Zach Rossi. He uh, he was actually guest on the Everyman Show, talking to us a little bit about life on the road. And uh, I saw some awesome videos uh, from him of of that castle, and it was really cool seeing you guys play in front of, like you said, new new audiences and and uh, people that wouldn't necessarily get exposed to that. Did uh did you see any shows that you you know on some of those festival gigs that you you were really into? Do you have a chance? You know what? Um, I saw pieces of pieces of shows uh, because uh, one of them we were on stage uh, waiting for Kiss to finish and they were across the way, so um, we just you know we were on the stage waiting to play and we had to wait for them to you know, whatever they were doing and finish up. And it was like going and going and going. So we, <laughs> we sat there and watched some of all their, their craziness. And my good buddy, Eric Singer, is the drummer for Kiss. So it was nice to, uh, at least I didn't get a chance to say hi because we're so busy and we get there at the last minute. And yeah. a lot of these places, you're, you're walking through mud uh, with boots and <laughs> just getting in and getting out is basically it. So I, I didn't see too many. I mean, our friends uh, that we were paired with when we got a chance to say hi, like ones in Def Leppard, and um, I saw some of the metal drummers like uh, Gene Hoagland and a whole oh, bunch I of people. I love Gene. Yeah, nice. you know, and, and Godsmack. You know the funny thing, the funny thing about speaking to um, the Godsmack guys for as long as I did is that they're New England. So of course we were just talking about the Bruins and you know every, everything, Patriots, Sox, the whole bit. And uh, same thing with the. Um, uh, oh my God! What I've lost my mind here for a minute. Um, the Dropkick Murphys. Oh yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, because the the sports brings you together. And, yep. and just um, just for fun, I hung my David Ortiz shirt on my. On, <laughs> you know, on, I did on my wardrobe case, and of course, uh, the singer and some of the guys saw that. And they were like, is, uh, is that real? You know, you were, you were a fan. I'm like, oh, brown boss. I started talking with my accent. There you go. You know, it's like. Well, who doesn't have love for Big Poppy, right? I know. Yeah. Yeah. So so that's really 
the uh, the extent of our our our, our social time because again we get in and then we get out so whoever's near us that's who we talk to yeah. or we might go to the stage and see a couple of minutes at the most but you know we got to warm up we have a job to do of yeah. course of course always yeah. on the job the everyman way <laughs> you know speaking of godsmack that that's a that's a band with i mean not just one great drummer with uh, shannon larkin but two with sully i mean he's a monster yeah, himself he doesn't even yeah. need to they're it's they're incredible it's it's absolutely unbelievable and their success is uh you know it's like, like again you see somebody those are your those those are your brothers. Those are your hometown people. So it's exciting yeah. uh, to see success come to, you know, somebody like Sully and I were in the same um, music complex, trying to learn how to get in bands and be successful and play music. I mean, I don't know how many years ago. I don't even want to think about it. But you know, we're right down the hall from each other, and that was a long, long time ago. So uh, that's that cosmic it's canoe. Nice to see. Yeah, so it came full circle. It's nice. <laughs> I got a question, real quick. So I know, like Von Miller, he gets together with like the best pass rushers in the league every summer. I just want to know, like, when you get around all the other drummers, do you guys kind of swap notes and stuff like that? Yes. In fact, um, a big part of my growth with the advanced stuff that I do um, is was was um, uh, I guess escalated more quickly than normal um you know my, my path because i was able to pick up a few things from a couple of those guys that that pretty much are in my i don't know my my, my category of chops and all that stuff so yeah. you know you have been not everybody there's not one person that will do any one thing or everything the best but there are plenty of people that are really really proficient at one thing more than another so we know what we can do and what we don't do as well as the next guy so we try to help each other and so that's yeah that's what we do daryl that's awesome what, yeah. are, what are some of the things that like in your within your wheelhouse that you know like you feel like you need to improve on like anything off the top well, of your head or okay let's let's say uh i'll give you an example of some of the most difficult uh stuff that i've uh, i've tried most difficult moves other than of course speed right. other than that um with trying to coordinate limbs that are unfamiliar with working with each other in your body i hadn't practiced for over a decade anything really other than um world grooves uh, uh brazilian uh, a lot of latin music afro-cuban gotcha. i got back into swing music again i mainly practiced getting some some groove and and flow because i had turned into a guy that always was asked and paid to play like a machine and mm -hmm. play in the metronome. So, yeah. you know, my, that's what my body knew. And I had played these styles before, but it was nice to spend time to get that back. So I wasn't doing these other things. Right. So let's just say playing one side, a pattern of five notes with my left side and a pattern with, at the same rate of uh, seven notes with the right side, I was able to you know, talk to a couple of guys that were getting into that about, you know, what are you, what are you thinking? What, what can't you do? What can you do? And I would just make my database and assess where they were and then ask them questions about what they were thinking, how long did it take you, you know, all these things. And so that helped me because when I wasn't practicing, I also ended up having uh, surgery on my right knee. So I lost oh, all my double bass. Yeah, I lost all my double bass chops. And uh, You good now? Is everything know, okay with your knee? Yeah, yeah, it was, oh. it was, I mean, it was, it was, it was a pretty 
um, <laughs> severe meniscectomy, but that's all that it was. But it was like almost, I don't have a whole lot left. Gotcha. You know, yeah, I just destroyed them. I, you know, yeah. whatever. I fell down a few too many stairs. Running Still a man. With... <laughs> Still a man. <laughs> no, and, it, and it's funny because you met Alec, but when he was one, um, I, I had him and was going down a set of stairs and I didn't see, because it was really early, early in the morning. It could have been five or whatever or four. Yeah. Now, I couldn't see that there were some um, bath towels or some clothes on the stairs and I stepped on them and wow. fell down the stairs. I fell down the stairs with him in my, my arms, and I remember just going in slow motion thinking, all right, he, I got to save him first. Right. So I hit the ground with him in the air, wow. and my legs split. I, did, I can't do a split. I don't know how I'm even walking right now, but right. my legs split like this, and my knees crack on the ground, and one of them hit a metal grate. Jeez. And so not only did I, and it spun. Yeah. So not only did I rip it and tear it, but I smacked the Jeez. bone. But I held him up. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> made the play. Still made the play. That's it. That's it. That's great. So, Most important thing. Now, Mike, when we uh, touched base recently about getting this together, you were telling me that you were kind of in training mode. And this is Mangini's training mode, getting yeah. ready to, you know, coming off the European run, getting ready for another big U.S. tour, which we're going to get to. Um mm -hmm. What is that like for you? Can you can you tell us a little bit about how do you how do you kind of physically wind down and recover, but then quickly get back in the mode? Do you just keep it going, or what's your process? Um, my process is uh, management outside of my mind. In other words, I don't want to keep too many things in there because it's it's just it's not fair to myself. I can't. Yeah. I have to see things on paper, and when I manage that time on paper. What I do is I'm, I, I write down very specifically the tasks that are required. There are things that I, I'm required to do. If it's, you know, learning another song or so to put in the set, well, I, I have to do that. Um, maintaining my chops, which is, which is really, really a boring, tedious thing to do, but I have, have to do it, you know. I have, I have a whole lot of other tasks to do, but then I take a look at it and I say, okay, well, what's my actual goal here mm -hmm. and what are my main objectives and by and by prioritizing them it helps me to get them done because you know there's a lot of stuff to do in a house yeah. inside the house outside the house uh, i got to catch up with my family i have to not just with my own you know <laughs> wife and children that i don't get to see when i'm on the road except like this but um you know i, I got to visit my parents and i have siblings and my cousins and friends and you know, but before you know it, before you know it, six weeks goes by uh, all too quickly. So it's really, I write it yeah. it's all I write about it. that time management. Yes, but it's also, um, it's, it's, a, it's, 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 it's an additional level to the management because this has a lot of meaning. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, I won't retain that information. I mean, I have to really want to do what it is that I've written down, I, I must do. I have to find a reason to like it. Otherwise, I don't absorb it. My you know, long-term memory doesn't open up. I know that all too well. So yeah. I, I organize it. I outline it and keep a calendar. And we do that in, in production, too. Like when we go out in the field, like in NFL films, like even like, you know, at Hard Knocks, those guys paper cut before they even get to the field so they know exactly what they have to have or come away with 
as a deliverable mm. when it gets back to us uh, at NFL Films and we cut. So doing everything with intention. Yeah, man. The everyman way for sure. So as far as your chops go, when you're because I know when you're on on the road, you're really you're getting your because all the travel, especially when you're you know traveling to castles in Verona. You're taking little private jets. You know, again, uh, one of my favorite things to do uh, is uh, on, on the Dream Theater social media is like spot out my friends from the Dream Theater crew of uh, who's who's hiding around in the uh, in the private jets, and uh, I, I see you guys were, were enjoying <laughs> traveling in style. But uh, yeah, I, I know you can't really practice a whole lot outside of your warm up routine uh, before the show, and obviously you're. I know knowing you you're putting some little spots in just to kind of keep yourself amused. I'm sure it's somewhere along the line and during the night. I do it during the show. I switch to, I switch my body around. I'll play righty parts, lefty, um, not a whole ton, but enough to keep myself alert and, and to keep me in touch with myself because it's easy to daydream. It's easy to be tired and you don't want to do that with dream theater music. (laughs) No, you can't. It's, (laughs) it, it requires, uh, ultimate focus. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, you know, I, I, I really um, uh, utilize the warm-up time to improve, and I did improve. And I'm trying to use this time now to expand on that. But, but the first thing I have to do is is do like a bit of rest and recovery. It's physical, it's mental, and it's emotional. I have to do, and it's spiritual too. It's all all four levels. Absolutely. You know? um, but I, I did. I did jump on the drums uh, two, yeah, two days after I was home for three days in a row, and then I didn't go on the drums for another four or five um, because I wanted to I wanted to stay fresh and get acclimated to my set at home, the pedals, and just just do chops um, and um, not really lose the memory of the tour. And then I just had so many other things to do that. Now I'm back on it and working. So, but that's important. I got to rest and recover. You know, yeah. something you just said there. I want to hit on there the, your spiritual recovery. Um, yeah, I know that. Um, you know, we, we've talked a lot about uh, the, the the undertaking of being on the road, and you know, we had Andy McKee on uh, a couple weeks ago, and and he was telling me how you guys, uh, you know you would share some, some late nights on the bus and, and those kind of conversations keep you going while you're on the road. Um, yeah. But I find this idea where people that are on the road, it's like when you're on the road, you miss being home. But when you're at home, you're like, why do I miss being on the road? And it's like, it's kind of like uh, this constant give and take that is difficult for, for not only musicians, but, you know, athletes that are on the road a lot for travel. And I know athletes, when they come out of the professional sports world, they're missing that camaraderie that they they don't get at home. What is your process like for being present at home with your family when you're home with your family? And then that changing, like, is, is that something you're easily able to turn on and off and then get ready to go back out? How do you do that? Yeah. I, I, again, it's 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 having an actual view, something on paper, something real to look at that's outside of me. And I, what that is, is the daily schedule. In other words, I know what time things are happening and where people have to be, um, 
at those times, you know, uh, football practice. I know when that is. I know when the gymnastics is. I know when this is or that is, whatever it is. So um, I, I'm thinking about that, and I diff, and then I then go and work with the time I have and maximize the things that I have to do, songwriting, recording, practicing, song learning, um, you know, maintenance of chops and, you know, and, and with all the house stuff that I have to do. So it's about seeing it outside of myself, basically in weak chunks. I like to work in one week chunks because that gives me a little leeway to be flexible. If something comes up one day, for example, someone might call and say, hey, you know what, let's go golfing. And I have the flexibility to say, yeah, all right, I definitely need to keep that game up because that actually comes in quite handy socially. I mean, a lot of deals are made on the golf course. And, <laughs> you know, I've, I've done a lot of, um, uh, I participated in a lot of celebrity tournaments. So I don't want to show up and not be able to, to you know, play. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I kind of like to keep that going. But the point is, I'm flexible. They see it. And I got to tell you, uh, when I'm on the road, I miss home. But when I'm home, I don't miss the road as much. Absolutely not. It's it's way it's heavy. It's much heavier in the other direction yeah. for me. That's for good. Me. Well, I, and and also, I mean, it's it's not the time necessarily that you spend playing on the stage. Everybody wants to do that. That's the best part of the job, I'm sure. It's the you know the the three flights to to your location and trudging through the mud in Poland <laughs> and you know trying to find uh, you know wet wipes in this town and it's like you know I can I can understand uh, that aspect of not wanting to be there. But you know uh, when I see these videos of you guys shredding in a castle in Italy I'm like well mm, that seems like a pretty sick Saturday night and I, and, I, and I know what I miss about the road uh, and I could you know yap and yap and yap um, but it, it just weighs more heavily I mean everyone's oh, all of us are like that like yeah after a certain time you're like oh I don't get to see my children <laughs> right right you know I'm like okay that you're gonna be more more emotional rather than balance uh, rather than uh, saying okay well it, in Verona, I'm really going to miss getting that bottle of red wine from my friend so-and-so. I, I miss my child more than the, the bottle of the red wine. The wine, yeah, yeah, of course, so. of course. One last question about the Europe run. How was having Andy McKee on the, on the tour? Oh, out, outrageous. Um, he's amazing. Because he's such an outstanding musician, but also outstanding person, good conversationalist. We had him on the bus with us. And, you know, again, late night talks, giggling. He's got a sense of humor. <laughs> He's got a great <laughs> laugh, too. He was, he was, uh, yeah. we had a good time on the, on the podcast, episode 23 there in the archives for you folks. Um, so, Mike, we have yeah. called this uh, session here today uh, to talk about um, academics, athletics, education, time management, mm -hmm. visual management skills. Um, so let's start with the basics. What is the grid and how can a student or, you know, a young person st still in school, how can they apply that to their everyday, you know, life in prep preparation for academics, for athletics and uh, for music? Well, uh, you know, pretty much um, the grid is 
a category. I'm like, look, I'm just going to turn around. I'm, I'm ready for you. See, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I want to say for everybody listening, Mike did start shuffling his papers, and now he's showing us uh, his his uh, his second monitor with the grid up with a full color chart. Which, uh, which we're going to have a link to where you can where you can pick up the grid in the show notes today, so you can see this yeah. for yourself. So it is literally a grid, the shape of a grid, and it's basically a way for a person to understand who they are by what they do, and for them to also know why they are in a situation or or what the situation is. What is the nature of of this thing, and, and whatever noun, whatever noun that is, or school, right? It's like, well, what is the nature of it? It's important to talk about that because um, it can, you know, we can all assume that school is just some place that, especially, you know, elementary, middle, and high school, it's a place where you're kind of forced to go. <laughs> it's a place where you're forced to read, and if you're forced with this, and the word force, force, force. It's not a lot of um, choice with with the with the curriculum and with the academics thrown at you and all of those things. Uh, so the grid helps you understand why you're even there in the first place, which is to develop and learn and grow. But if you don't have perspective on that, you can tend to you can tend to get caught up with you know with the blinders on mm-hmm. and only think and feel. I don't want to be here. I don't like math. I don't like English language. I don't like history. I don't like this, you know, and you have to kind of see the big picture that um, what you're learning there is really uh, a way to give you more of a perspective on life and more knowledge because it's too easy to have an opinion on something and absolutely not know what you're talking about. I mean, people fight all the time. They just fight all the time about very, very deep subjects, you know, and if, and if, let's say I go to the two deepest ones, like, don't talk about religion and politics, right, so we won't, but it's like, but if you don't talk about those things, how are you supposed to learn about them? Right. It's the, the dumbest thing ever put on society is to, don't talk about those things. Well, right? I think no, <laughs> you talk about them if you're wise, you absolutely, but you gotta know the right place, the time and the place and the platform. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it's too easy to have an opinion. Yeah. You know, this is how this is, and that's how that is, and that's how this is. Like, wait a minute. Like, there's a lot of information to learn. So being in school, you know, the amount of math that's learned, for example, um, it's, it's, it can be pretty heavy, but what's the application of it? So when you look at the grid, you kind of, you kind of learn to see math as a category. It's just one of many things, and you put it in its place, and you look at, well, what what, what are the things I'm going to get from this and how does it work? Because let's just say you don't know how math works, but you know um, how music works. Or you know how, maybe you know your world history, or maybe you know how to play a sport. Well, the way that we progress is the same. We're all human. And so we're dealing with the same way a human brain works. And that brings it all together such that if you don't like or know math, um, you just say, well, wait a minute, what is it? What does it do? What are the steps? And you have to learn in steps just like everything else. Mm-hmm. So when you know one thing, the grid is helpful at learning other things. But it's it's advanced. You have to really 
you have to learn one thing very well and maybe categorize it like I did with, with music to understand really fully how to apply it. But that's what it is. It's like, you know, why am I here? What is the purpose? And when I said to know who you are by what you do, let me let me just give you the, the simplest example so that nobody listening says, what is he talking about? Just give me an example. <laughs> Here's an example, all right? If you look at this, I can tell you right now that I, um, well, let's say I'm, I'm schooled in all of these styles because style is one attribute yeah. of every, every music expression. Like what this is, is if I play something on the drums, it's made up of one element. It's like this. It's like the periodic table in chemistry. Yeah. Every, every <laughs> musical expression is made up of one element from every category. And I tell you with 100% surety, this has... This won two awards, and it's it's basically that's all well and good, but it's my students that told me that it worked, and I know it works. That's how I really know it works. Yeah. But what happens is every expression has seven elements to it, and let's say let's say I'm schooled in in see it says Afro-Cuban. Yeah. Well, well, I can play some beats in Afro-Cuban, and I can sound pretty good. I work very hard, um, and I've had some of the best friends help me with it but you know what i can see who i am by what i do because i know my limits with afro-cuban so i understand well i'm not going to go and try for an afro-cuban gig against a few you know psycho afro-cuban drummers that i know are going to get that i know what i know who i am i'm like this metal progressive guy that knows all these other styles and fuses it in so i can look at that and say by what i do i know who i am and the best part about it is I can look at that and say, who do I want to be? And, you know, one lifetime of, of 82 years would not be enough. It makes me excited to get up most days because I know who I want to be by what I want to be able to do. So if I want to be able to uh, use certain stickings in the style of metal with uh, my feet as limbs, um, using the sound, the bass drums, at a dynamic of triple forte with a subdivision of 13 notes and a half note. Uh, what kind of notes? 13 32nd notes. See how I went across the grid? Nice. So you're so once you bring the information in, so that's the first step, right? Is that it's kind of a self-critique? Self-analysis, yes. for sure. What's to know, to know who you are, to know yourself a little better. It's like if, if I made a grid for my personality and everything oh boy well <laughs> i would see right where i'm deficient <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure uh i'm sure all of our uh, loved ones our spouses could help us fill that out i'm sure <laughs> yeah so but i can but i can sort of grid um you know the, the the kind of the kind of person i'd like to be in a way i haven't made that grid but i, I think like that and i'm like well i need to be, I need to be better with these virtuous things, and 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 I need to get rid of these not so good things, <laughs> and I need to maybe learn how to email with two sentences and not. Hey man, I like pages. I like your emails. They're they're a lot like mine, so <laughs> it works for me. Well, you know what I mean, but of course. So that's the point. So that that's the point. If someone's let's say you know heading back to school and it's an, you know, they're going to not be so excited. It's like, oh, school, whatever. It's like, well, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Look what you, 
look at what you're doing there um, and, and ask questions about how to apply these things so that you find out that all this wonderful information that could come to you doesn't just bounce off and fall away, never to be seen again, you know, because um, you don't, like, who do you want to be? Who do you want to become? Do you want to become that person that, okay, really can't get into the discussion about seven or eight things that maybe would help that life be a little bit better if they could get in a discussion about maybe seven or eight things that they could have learned in school that they didn't learn, just things like that. And I don't know that kids think like that, you know, looking ahead, but who do I want to be? It's like, ah, I just want to have fun. So um, there's, there's just a balance to it. But at least at least understanding what, how does this work, what is it, um, is a way to find out um, the, the really the reality of anything. And that's very helpful. That way at least... Someone doesn't go there and, you know, just hating it because that's not going to work. Well, I, I, I really like that whole emphasis on who you are, but starting with the what and why you're there, because I find even like in athletics, because you deal with with parents and egos, right? Their parents, parents want, hey, this kid is going to be this, this kid is going to be that. And again, just like you said, with, with respect to school. You know, you feel like you're there. The kids feel like they're there and they're forced to be there and they're for, forced to learn all of these different topics. But nobody says, hey, listen, one, here's why you're here. Right. Which is what your grid does. Here's why you're here. All right. Now that you know why you're here, who do you want to become based upon what it is you already do? OK, these are the things that you're good at. That's awesome. Okay, these are the things that you might be a little bit deficient at, but you can get there because you have a skill set that might be a little bit good here, a little bit good there. And you like like you say, you can go across that grid, right? And then that one provides the kid with a choice now. Now the kid says, Hey, you know what? I know I'm not good at this, but I'm good at this, which is still still related with that. I can choose to either one, you know, go from here to there, but then also to to go to another level. So now I started, I didn't have a choice to come because my, my parents dropped me off at this foreign institution and they said, hey, listen, you got to learn all these different things. I had no choice. But now I get there and somebody says, hey, look, you do have choices. And it's all it's, it's all based upon what it is you already know that you can build on, become better, get that type of excitement, enjoyment. And as you see yourself improve and your skill set improves, your knowledge base improves and then you just it's transcendent you know what i mean like you 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 start at one level based upon what it is you already know and then you just slowly incrementally and with excitement enjoy based upon what it is that you you, you start from I, when you're when 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 i was a kid and i started playing sports i didn't start because I, I wanted to start it. I, I started because there was somebody there that said, hey, listen, you know what? You have talent in this area and you can be so much more. If nobody told me that, I would have never continued playing football. And that's what the grid does. The grid says, hey, listen, this is what I see you're good at. This is where you could, you, you, you could be good here, but let me show you how to get there. If nobody told me that, I would have never started to play. And I, I don't know if this is, if, it's, if it correlates, Mike, but it, 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 it seems it, like it I'll does. I'll tell you. It not only correlates, but um, categorically speaking, within 
the whole picture, right? Within well, the whole big picture of whatever it is that you, you know, you are you're doing. You're, and it might not be that like uh, you're doing football because or baseball because you're gonna make uh, you're gonna make it to the uh, to major leagues. It's like well, not everyone's gonna make it there, but not everyone has to. No. But at least it's it's like that little kid that well, he shouldn't. He, this little kid doesn't have it, so don't bother playing. It's like no, wait a minute. Maybe there are attributes that that little kid doesn't have what it takes to reach these false expect these well these false expectations <laughs> these false expectations. But a, a teacher's job is to at least get them to hit the ball a few times and get them to enjoy it and have fun with the friends. Right. Not to say, oh, you don't have what it takes to start in the major leagues, therefore just quit. Yeah. You know. But and also, um, as far as seeing who you can become, what's really good is making choices at what you don't really want to waste your time at. So when I see the, Perfect. when I see the, I mean, Daryl, you're not going to take valuable practice time before a game. All right. It's, let's say it's, it's mid season and you have so much practice time. You're not going to sit there trying to kick field goals because you don't, need that part of being a football player that's not right. what you do right. that's not your role it's not your task and even within the, the scope of what you do do you still have to make choices and I, I can look at the grid about you know okay well i can play 13 15 this number and that number and, and i see I, I put infinity i put infinity with the number of notes i want to put in a phrase well i can sit and look at the grid going you know what i don't really have to um learn any more than than what 20 notes feels like because most of the prime numbers are, are from 1 to 20 so I can get to the other numbers just by doubling or tripling and mm -hmm. I can see it and now I don't have to waste my time right. sitting there going through you know needless exercises because that's no good so right. that can help too yeah. it's like okay that that person says okay math well you know where am I going to go well what's offered um, oh I don't want calculus or whatever um, but maybe someone says to that kid, hey, you know what? Do you like to edit videos on that, you know, 10th grader can say, well, yeah. You know, I, I'm a YouTuber. I put together videos and this. I said, well, you know, I could say, well, look at um, what, what is a video? You know, you realize that it's still pictures moving fast at 30 frames a second. It said, well, what calculus does is it slices life into frames and it allows you to calculate to the point where you can land a rocket in a 25 square foot area on the moon all the way from the earth going through clouds with wind and turbulence and all these things and it lands dead where it's supposed to mm -hmm. because calculus is cool. It slices life into into pieces and you can calculate from that. It's like, all right, I don't, I don't like that. All right, but at least you understand. At least you made a choice <laughs> and you can take it to where you want. But maybe... Maybe that YouTuber video person might be like, oh my, and just see it differently and it might lead to a job. You, mm -hmm. don't, you don't know. You don't know. But that's, that's one benefit of seeing the full picture or at least understanding what it is you do know broken down. Yep. You can apply it to other, other areas. So that's what the, yeah, I mean, like that's, that's what, that's why I named the grid the grid is because, again, it looks like the periodic. Um, chart table and it's a bunch of elements that go into an equation and make up a compound well everything I play is a compound and it's like well there's got to be elements to it so check it out 
check it out, my knowledge of the periodic table from a course in 11th grade hit me while one of my students didn't know how to improvise. That hit me. It's like everything's got to be made up of an element. Mm -hmm. What are those elements? And then, you know, lo and behold, however many months or years later, I made this. So I took one thing and applied it to another thing. Now, now to help put this into context for for our listeners with something maybe they can wrap their head around, uh, if you had, say, a wide receiver in the NFL and you yep. wanted to improve a certain aspect of your game, you would say, okay, well, I, I don't have the downfield speed of somebody like Antonio Brown. Um, okay. Or, you know. That's right. You know, I don't yeah, have. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't have the over-the-top ability of maybe like a, <laughs> of maybe a Randy Moss. Um, you know, how would you start organizing your skill set to say who do I want to be, or do you organize your skill set first, or do you say I want to be like Jerry Rice? I want to be this, you know, master of longevity, you know, creative player who can figure out any defense and adapt to any sort of defensive scheme that he had ever seen. Like, what do you do? What do you recommend somebody do there? I would first write down, I'm winging this. Okay. But I, 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 would, I would first write down the types of plays and my own limits, my own physical limits. Um, one of the reasons I would write my limits down is because, look, it, if you can run at a certain speed, you can improve a bit. Okay, but you're not going to improve that much you know uh, it's just it's just there are limits so you have to write your, your limits down and that that's a math thing right the limits the mm-hmm. equations right? anyway yeah. um so so I, w- I would write down my limits and i would write down my best attributes and then i would i would take a playbook and categorize it by um by motion that, that's how i would memorize it i because the football because the football has to go from here to there that's as simple as it gets. Um, I would next probably figure out, okay, with getting the football from here to there, one major part of the equation would be how much time is left on the clock. And it affects things. Where am I on the field? What is the condition? You see, I'm already starting to build my, 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 my grid set for, for how I would approach this as a receiver. But I would write down my limits. I would um, uh, basically... Um, one of the limits is the t- a team playbook. You're not going to go outside of that. So it's <laughs> fixed. The beauty, instead of being afraid of it, oh, look at all this stuff I have to memorize. Instead of, you know, I'm sure some people get intimidated, especially going to a team midseason. It's like, oh my gosh. I would be, I wouldn't look at it like that. I wouldn't let the, I would let the fear motivate me, but I wouldn't let it break me. I would look at it and say, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is amazing because it's fixed. There's only so much information. So let me categorize everything. Mm-hmm. These are these types of plays, those types of plays, and these by distance. Okay, what is my speed? What's my ability to cut? What's my catching ability? It's almost like going through the Madden ratings and doing it for yourself. <laughs> yeah. You know, Just yeah. getting, you know your, what I'm saying? Get, getting your stats um, up. Yeah, so, so that's what I would do. And then, then what I would do is I would build a workout and practice routine um, working backwards from uh, stamina being number one, meaning you can be smart, this, that, the other thing, but if you if you get tired, you're, you're finished. Like you can't run that fast. 
You can't cut that fast. Mm-hmm. You can't lift your arms. So you better work on stamina. Yeah. Um, and then, um, you know, you just increase that that's like speed or speed with part of the route. You know, it could be just right out of the gate. It could be midstream. It could be getting speed after faking like you're just going to, okay, I'm not, it's not, the pass isn't to me. I'm just going to la, 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 jog, but then bang, take off. It could be speed at that moment. And you have to break down, wow, at what point do I need to accelerate? And then you have to look at that and say, all right, well, I'm going to work on that. How do I work on that? It takes a lot of time. Uh, And you have to, you know, not lose your stamina. You have to not lose any of your familiarity. I mean, check it out. Being familiar, like, all right, when I'm on tour after a while, I'm not just existing. I'm literally paying attention to the song. Let's just say that my entire show is a game. And let's just say that um, songs are drives. And within the drive, I have a bunch of plays. So um, as I get into the season, you know, I get more familiar and I get more comfortable and that's where I can get more creative. So if I didn't memorize my plays, it's going to stifle my creativity and my ability to improvise because I'm, or I would, I would be, I would be stifled. My improvisation would be stifled because I'd, I'd have a fear. You don't know the play. You're off the team or you, you're going to, you're going to be the one that makes a mistake. I would be thinking these things and that's not what you should be thinking about. So there's on there's 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 the hardcore stamina. You have got to work it. You got to keep pounding and running and running and push-ups and all and weights, whatever the heck you do, right? Um, but then you have to on the other side of the spectrum, mental. You have to familiarize yourself over and over and over again. That's what I would do. That's really long. I'm sorry, but I got excited. No, it's no, that's, excited. that's that's perfect because even when you talk about stamina, I, th- I think about just being in Notre Dame. And um, we had an offensive tackle by the name of Kurt Vollers. He's like, I don't know, 6'7", 6'8", 350 pounds. I was fresh out of high school, um, inside linebacker. And I remember coming up for a play, and he just kind of caught me by the chest and forklifted me up and just, like, dropped me on my neck, right? And, like, you know, just drool all in my face mask. Hey, w- welcome to uh, NCAA football, buddy. You know what I mean? We're not in Thornwood High School anymore in the south suburbs of Chicago. You know, so I get up, and the next, like, 10, 15 plays, I'm gassed, and I'm still getting my ass handed to me. So at that point in time, I knew, okay, cool. If I run up here like I was doing before, I'm going to get it dropped. I'm already fatigued, which means I have the propensity to hurt myself even more because I don't have the stamina, right? So fast forward, um, let's say I was 230 pounds, right? My my strength coach said, hey, listen, you know, Daryl, you have to gain weight because you're just too light and Kurt's just going to just blandish you every time you come up to the line right? you at 230 sounds like a string bean dude i, I know right crazy so um wait 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 a minute i thought he, i thought that was his weight when he was born <laughs> <laughs> so 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 I'm, I'm getting my butt handed to me fast forward you know 40 or so pounds later my sophomore year let's talk about stamina right so i at that point in time i said listen every given period in practice we're going to run anywhere from 20 to 30 plays right we finish a practice totally. We're going to, we have four periods, right? So I know like I at least have to be 100% for 120 plays or so, right? So during the off season, I go, okay, look, 
My hands fucking suck ass. My strength is just nowhere near where it needs to be. And I get fatigued out of like the yin yang, right? So what I do is I run all of my gassers for every play is like three or four seconds long. So full speed, three, four seconds. I do 200 reps in between. Like, you know, after practice, I'm out there. Lights are going off. 200 reps. I'm coming, throwing up. I got shit all over me, whatever. Now, fast forward, 40 pounds heavier. I can go full speed for 200 plays, right? And then Kurt Vollers next offseason. I'm f***ing his ass up. You know why? Because Kurt wasn't doing that. He did. He wasn't practicing for stamina. He was only practicing for the time that he needed to. So you got to go above and beyond that so you can be able to at least, like you say, Mike, be able to improvise, be able to do some different things, be able to know exactly who you are and work within that framework so that you can improve. And that starts with the stamina. And that's yeah, and, and I didn't even know that then. Now I know this now. This helps everybody. Everybody. It's tedious. It's tedious. It's boring. I have to do it. And in the last, just check this out, just in the last four days, I have avoided it because I'm like, oh, God, I don't want to go. But I won't. I mean, I mean it's Monday. I had a, I had some important things I, I had to do, like um, – Build up my Madden team. No, I'm kidding. There you go. But you know, I, mean, <laughs> I the, bet. The, the, you know, the, the point is, it's it's hard to do it because it's not fun. It's not pleasant. But when I when I want to do it, it's because I'm looking to the future. I'm always seeing who I want to become and who I want to be when I go to the next tour leg is f- faster with my legs and stronger with my legs. In order to do that, I'm going to have to hold tempos for unholy amounts of time. And that's what I'm going to do. And I, I find other things to do. Like I, I get into it and I, and I will be into it uh, this upcoming week uh, as I was before I took a little, you know, three or four day hiatus to take care of life. But um, that's exactly what I'm going to do is push boring tempos for longer periods of time. And it's like, I have to, I don't read while I'm doing that or, <laughs> or keep myself busy, but at the same time, I got to pay attention. Yeah, you got to so, focus. All I think about is who do I want to become? That that's and I can see it. I go, that's who I want to become, and it 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 it's uplifting, and that's the whole great part about um, um, maybe being discouraged, going going to learn something you don't want to learn. It's just. It might sound silly to anybody thinking I don't want to do that, but I don't want to do that. That's not fun, or it's not. It's like I was. I want to enrich myself, and I don't think sitting there making my legs go back and forth is that enriching until I look at what it's going to do for me. Right until until you're on on stage in the at the second second yeah. set of a of an evening with show after you've already played all of scenes from a memory. That's when you'll remember. Oh man, that's yeah. why I did those reps. Like the, the, this moment yeah. right here, and you know, I, you know, thinking back to to that show we saw at the Tower Theater, and then all the conversations we've had afterwards, and and kind of now thinking about what I'll be seeing again in a couple months here when you guys get back on the road, it all kind of makes sense on why you're able to continue to play the way that you play because it's it is a not only is it a twenty four seven commitment to all these other aspects that you're connected to but 
even your downtime, you're scheduling your downtime. You know, like you, you've got to keep a certain, and I imagine, uh, respectfully, as you get older, that the it becomes more important to keep even a tighter grip on things because you know, like I'll I'll say to to guys at work, like, hey man, I remember when I was 24, I could drink all night and then go to the gym in the morning and work all day and have no problem. And you know, at a certain point, you can't do that anymore. So I would imagine that that affects you there as well. It does. I, I think about those things, and it's just it's as simple as okay, well. I need music software, and I engineer. Well, I've been really working hard at it on my own. Um, and, you know, all of a sudden, do you know how much time it takes to back up your drives and update the software, then get in and learn some new thing? It's time-consuming. Mm-hmm. And it's just, just this one little move I want to do. It's just a move, all right, with a song I'm writing or whatever. And I'm, I'm, I'm using a virtual instrument, let's say it's guitar, that I do not play. Um, just to make that move and learn it and research, it's forever, you know? And so you have to book time for this. And then, well, you no wonder why I don't want to sit there and move my legs back and forth for um, uh, 90 straight minutes. Because while well, all this is on my mind, like, oh my gosh, when am I going to do this? When am I going to do that? But by scheduling and looking, it's like, this is when I'm going to do it, mm-hmm. right here. And, it, and the other thing that, that you know, I think you might have been alluding to, uh, schedule and all of that stuff, is that um, you need to be flexible, too. Like, right. I have to be flexible. Oh, so-and-so needs a ride or something. I don't know. I hurt myself. I have to change my routine. I don't know. You know, you have to be flexible. So, anyway. Do you ever think about, like, because uh, I know in, in sports they, they talk about reps and, like, a rep count and you only get so many. Do you ever worry that, that the time that you're spending practicing these, like you said, these ungodly lengths of time for these, these you know, double strokes, do, do, do you worry about that taken away from your performance time? Because I know just a perfect example, Devin Townsend, uh, who put out a great album, Empath, this summer. I don't know if you got a chance to check that out. It's The drumming on that is insane but um he talks about how his every time he goes out and tours it takes like a little bit out of his vocal range for the studio because of the the stress and the just the the environmental pressure that's on there do do you think about that is that something you manage oh absolutely because i can tell you what it is i'm managing what i'm managing is the difference between Adrenaline that you cannot fake. It's game time adrenaline, all right? Mm-hmm. Um, versus practice. Right. Oh, I don't have to do this. I don't have to do that. I don't have to try so hard. I don't have to. There's all these excuses. There's this thing that we are, whatever it is in total that we are, <laughs> it's always pulling us to the negative. It's always fighting us to in the wrong, I mean, to. It's bad. Yeah. This thing is pulling us into into <laughs> zones, and I don't know. I, that's the whole life. You gotta you gotta fight. You gotta fight, fight, fight. So mm-hmm. um, I think about well, when I'm touring, I'm hitting with a lot more velocity than I'm gonna hit when I did tiptoe through a song here. So when I'm home, I have to put myself on stage, and that's why I use my memory and I really get into it, and it does it does amp me up. I don't think I can ever simulate that but i try to go to do it at times and so that's what i manage is my my intensity i have to really think about what is it that i want here now am i going to work or not and i have to have a method 
have to know what I'm doing. So I, I visualize the crowd. I, you know, I visualize myself. It might be ice hockey. It might be I'm actually playing for the Boston Bruins. I might see that while I'm practicing the drums because I did as a kid. And it amped me up such that every time I walk into a hockey rink right now, stuff happens to my body. I just get like, oh, this is this is going to be my life. I just I, this this is me right here, and I remember that, you know, and, it, and that amps me up. I might think of that when I'm down, you know, when I'm practicing my drums. Like, wow, wow, yeah, I, I wanted to be great. I really wanted to be great. I never got that chance. Oh, so now I'm going to work hard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, talking about managing the intensity, that's something that I I always, uh, it took me a while to figure out how to, to simulate what I was doing on stage as to what I was doing in the practice room. Because like you're talking about, and especially I'd imagine, you know, on the field, you're, that adrenaline you're talking about, when that starts going, it starts, it does weird things to your body. And everybody has a, has a different reaction to adrenaline. And for me, you know, everybody that's seen Extractus or me drum anywhere knows that, you know, my adrenaline gets pumping and I'm having a good, sh- a good show. Sometimes I, I throw up a little bit at the end of it because I've just, because it's like an, a, an adrenaline dump. I'm like peaking and then I'm starting to come back down and my body's reaction to all that adrenaline is to just puke. So, <laughs> you know, like that, that took me a while to figure out that I needed to increase my intensity to, to simulate that so that would stop happening. Um, so I, I can definitely relate to that. And I, I, I wonder if, if that's something that you guys are conscious of in locker rooms. Well, about your about like managing that adrenaline, like <clears throat> that you're not gassing yourself on the first drive, or like you're saying, Mike, like, hey, we're we're in Verona, Italy. I j- I got a bottle of red wine waiting for me after the show, and <laughs> we're playing in this castle from uh, you know the 12th century. Like pff, this, like how much more, uh, how much harder could you get, for lack of a better term? Well, I think the biggest key too is is especially with that that management is is what Mike was talking about with which I think is visual visualization, seeing yourself in that moment, seeing yourself at the, the, the aptitude that you need to be so you can perform at a high level. Um, I would do that all the time before games, but some people, um, some players, the way they get there is by other means that are external. A Red Bull with NO explode in it. <laughs> Clinton Portis, you know what I mean? Like, there's Clinton Portis was a was a shack of Hennessy, yeah, a little shot of Hennessy. Well, I mean, like, like I said, like some 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 players, I believe they get that external um, additive to get them there, which is is only temporal, which sucks because you, when you visualize yourself and you can get to that point, which is what Mike is talking about, that doesn't go away because your body remembers, right? Mm. Um, your 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 body using something else external as a catalyst to get there goes there for however long and then it depletes and then you're down and you're trying to figure out how can I get back up well the game started already it's going to be a problem so I think visualization especially with respect to what Mike is saying is key in being able to retain that and and then subsequently manage it yeah and management for me is about getting it out of out of me and on paper so I can see it and another great thing about that is there's no better way to get people on the same page than to just make the page, you know, if, if you want to share the information. Which, which brings me to, um, I'm, I'm, I, 
I'm interested in seeing uh, when my, my son brings home their, their playbook, because I've never seen a playbook. There I am talking about it earlier, answering the question. <laughs> People are going to be, you know, listening to me. I've never well, you've seen, seen plenty, of, I, plenty of Madden you know, playbooks. I, I might, well, well, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's, that's got to right. count for but something, yeah, I mean, right? Th- those plays come from actual football. So, yeah. I got Daryl yeah. as my defensive coordinator anytime I need yeah, him. I'm, so. I'm, co- I'm co-signing on that all day. That's yeah, great. For sure. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. And you, know, you categorize it. But I, I, you know, I, I'm curious. And you know, maybe I'll change my tune with what I would do or how I would categorize it or redo it or make it so that I could understand it. But I'm just, it's just a side note. But I'm interested to check that out. Well, but I I've seen that, playbooks, tons of them. And I know you, Mike, and listening to what you're saying helps everybody, no matter what the position is, find focus and achieve the level that they want to be. So, yeah. And and what you're saying about the list there kind of reminds me of, of of our previous conversation where you talked about how you don't spend a lot of time thinking about things that you know for sure are not going to happen. So you don't have to prepare for those. And it's almost like you can use the list as the bad guy, quote unquote, where it's like, hey. I'm not saying I have to do this. My list and my priorities today are telling me this is what I've got at noon. This is what I've got at two. I've got to rehearse. I got to get to gymnastics practice to pick somebody up. Um, it's almost like, and and I can kind of see how you know you from an engineering and a programming back like perspective. It's like you're creating this. You start with a, a flat plane. Like think of think of that scene in the Matrix, guys, where they're loading up and Neo's like, I need, I need weapons. And then all of a sudden all the, the racks come through and he's like, I just learned jujitsu and that whole deal. It's like, you're starting with this kind of your own creation of your mind. And then you're programming the parameters with the grid. So you're saying like, here, here are my style. I metrics. Here's, here's what I'm good at. Here's where I want to be. And you're creating this almost like a structure around you in your mind that you can relate to on paper. And then it can propel you to wherever you want to go with whatever it is. Yes, it's that, that, that is correct. But it's, um, it's actually, there's a foundation to it. Um, that's very, 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 very important. The foundation to it is that it has to be true. And in order for something to be true, because then you believe in it, you buy into it, and mm-hmm. then you do it. But in order for something to be true, it has to line up with reality. Yeah, that's the whole thing about truth. That's you don't have your own truth. It's just there's hmm. absolute. And if if there weren't absolutes, is that an absolute? So you can see there are absolutes. <laughs> but anyway, um, the bottom line is that you know if it is true or if it is correct. It's it's a big help because then you buy into it and you believe it. You know, again, these don't these thoughts that can pull you away. You stop questioning. Well, do I really need to to do that and this? And is that really right? You know what I mean? Did it, it hit you like, oh, maybe I'm barking up the wrong tree? But um, the bottom line is that it's, it's very very important. So if there was a method in in studying a playbook, then by all means, bring it on to the teammates and say, hey. Or the new guys, like, this might help you, this might help. I don't know. It, it's, the, the bottom line is if, if they buy into the method, it's going to be easier for them to do it. And, again, you know, now that you – know, 
Justin, it's funny. You're like, yes, you have seen the playbook. You play Madden. I'm like, what? <laughs> I, I didn't even. I, I didn't even think that. Well, you know, I'm I'm, I'm really you, you know, on Madden right now, so it's all it's on the brain. No, but you know, it's on the brain. But the other thing is that the way that I answered the question before, that's actually how I think. I I, I don't think as far as the memorization of of the of the whole thing, which would be fabulous if I memorized all of the plays, right? But then I look at my life and it's like, well, I can't spend that much time doing this because then I can't do these <laughs> other things I need to do, right? But so I, I just basically look at distance and motion when I'm thinking about what, what play. It's like, all right, where do I need to go? What is not going to happen? You know, it's like, okay, well, I uh, I have Lamar Jackson as a, as a backup quarterback, even though you can get guys rated, you know, 14 higher or whatever, like, no, 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 no. I want the guy with the legs. Right. Situational football. Because Brady's my main one. So what I do is I substitute and Lamar's in there and bang, he's off to the left and we, (laughs) I just got like 14 yards. We've been and dove because now this year, as soon as they touch the quarterback, the thing fumbles. So it's, well, I'm glad, I'm glad that you're, so you started your, your Madden ultimate team already. I wasn't going to do it. I wasn't going to get 20 because I'm so I get so angry at times at at, at, the, at the at the CPU doing what it does and just the, there's a lot of stuff that's like bothers me about it. But so now I'm going to have some fun. I'm going to think. Fun. <laughs> you know, every year it's the cycle of Madden. It's like it's the cycle of Madden torture. It's like ah, f- oh. that I'm not going to get it again in July, and then midway through July you're like. Oh, well, I'm just going to watch this. Let me see what this is about. And then around training camp, you're like, hey, you know what? Uh, and then the, by the time the day it comes, you're you're in the parking lot looking at your receipt, and you don't really know what happened to you, but you just dropped 60 yeah. bucks. It's Yeah, yeah. Well, except now. For me, it's all different. I'm not – the team is staying. I'm just – I'm not going to bother with getting inundated trying to win all the challenges to get the players oh, yeah. behind do it. I'm not doing it because it's like you, 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 it, you spend – you could spend money on whatever player, but the CPU just levels up and flattens you anyway. So you might as well just keep it where it is. It's like it's like video. <laughs> I mean, it's like video game heroin, my friend. It's it just it's like know. just a I little bit more. I just need one more Madden Ultimate trophy. No, 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 oh no, no, man, no. it's yeah. So, but so where are we? You know, I, I I digress there. Yeah. So you know, we've been talking a lot about visualization and not only with with visualization of of what you need to do, but We've had a number of guests. We just had a guy on, Stefan Benson, and he, Mike, he's a he's a uh, a professional wrestling fan who entered a competition to win a million dollars by competing against other fans in a video game tournament, WWE 2K19. So this guy, when he he told us that he visualized himself not only preparing for it for all that time, but pre- visualizing what he was going to say in his interview tape, visualizing what it would be like to come out through that curtain and be on that stage and ultimately win that prize. And he did it. And, you know, I hear it from you. I hear it from Andy McKee, him talking about visualizing where he wanted to be. And, you know, Daryl, I'm starting to think that there's something to this whole visualization. So what do you think is going on there with this idea of whether you want to call it manifesting uh, an idea or affirming an idea that's another thing you hear a lot of people talking about is affirmation and you know i'm on this quest uh this cosmic quest with daryl to try and find all the answers for for the everyman so tell us tell the everyman what is up with this visualizing your success thing and 
do you believe all that? Yes, I do. Uh, to a point. To a point. Um, and there, there is quite a bit of information, and there are also, gosh, probably a, a, a good list of quotes uh, that if I had time to research, I could say, here, here are all the, the best quotes I found on this subject, um, because I have read quite a bit about this kind of thing, and the reason I have is because I was curious as to what what is information made of? Where is it? Because it's real. You know, um, I studied physics to a point, as I said, in a layman's way. It's like, well, wait a minute. Where, where could it possibly exist? And, uh, again, you know, what is it? What's it made of? Well, Marcus Aurelius had a great, he's an old Roman emperor. He said, if you want to know the truth about something, ask, what does this, what is it? What does it do? What, whatever noun you're trying to figure, a verb or you're trying to figure out, what is it? What does it do? So what you're talking about here, the manifesting from visualization, has something to do that I understand with intent and intentions uh, and being tapped in. One particular book that I, I, I read about something else that went into this subject proposed that um, all the electrons do what they do because they're actually con connected into one giant Giant, not one giant electron. I forget um, the exact way they worded it, but she said something like that. It's like they're all one. They're all one thing. And you, he went into this whole thing about intent and intentions and how physics works. But again, there's a wall there. There's at some point you have to have faith in things because you can't prove what what um, you can't prove that unless you know you gather enough evidence and show. Okay. This is, uh, seems to be the truth. Is it founded in reality, though? Well, you have to have enough evidence to show that it's founded in reality. It doesn't have to be measured. For example, there's more of a reality for me with a pencil and a piece of paper because math can show you reality, absolute, absolute reality, and physics can't do that because it can only measure to a certain point. And it, it can do it with certain things, right? We, we wouldn't exist if we couldn't measure and figure things out. But you can find truth in, by, with information. What's it made of, though? So anyway, um, your intent and visualizing really, really has something to do with this. And no one has the secret or the formula. But it's, it's, it's also a matter of um, what's coming to mind here. Um, you know, be careful what you think and don't think it because then you're going to say it. Or don't think that so much because then you're going to do it. You you will actually bring into real into into this reality what you were thinking about, and now it matters. It matters because it's matter. You do know, you you're, think? You're, be careful what you think about because you might do that bad thing. Or think about good things, and then you will make that your reality. Do you think that that works with negative thoughts as well? If it works with positive ideas, yeah. do you think that if you're if you're putting yeah. that that negativity out there that you can be care be careful because you can make it real? Yeah, I, I think it, it to a point again, I don't know. It's just I've Well I, we're talking I, in we're I, talking in generalities here. I mean it's yeah, not it's I not know, a, but as we're speaking, I'm going through my, my memories database and I'm I'm looking at the drop down menu, I'm going through da, 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 and I can because of what you said a, a scene came to mind which was um 
you know, if you think you're going to hit every red light or something. Right, yeah. uh, right, right. One of those things, and just on the day that you cannot possibly have this happen. Like, why doesn't this happen on a day when it doesn't matter? Why does it happen on the day that I need to get at this place and I'm 20 minutes late, which is really rare? Then you hit every red light. You know, if you start getting negative and thinking like that, well, I think by the end of the day, your awareness is going to be different. Like, you're going to notice more things mm-hmm. that don't go well. You know, so it's a matter of that. But we're talking about something that none of us can really um, pinpoint right. the and, truth. And, and I think unless- it's... I think it's interesting in that, like, so many people have this I- this general idea of this concept, but nobody has, like you said, there's that part that it gets to a point, and then you hit a wall, and then you just kind of got to well, that's, trust well, it. That's what, well, that's what personal prayer is all about, or meditation, or however, you know, whatever culture views that, it's really about you, you want to become that and it seems to work <laughs> you know for all intents and purposes but not all the time because some some things you want are not the right things and somehow this this forces of whatever working that maybe uh, you know uh, you don't attain that thing because it's not good for you or you don't get what you want when you want it but you know what you want and you eventually get it I'm talking about yeah. An achievement or something mm-hmm. or something good well, uh, well i can think of a drummer who uh comes to mind that you know who, you know look where you are now man you know with with dream theater and, and look at the career that that you you had and you had to kind of you know paraphrasing here your own story but you kind of had to shut down the idea of being a performer for for a bit and and recalibrate and then uh, who would have thought that uh, everything that happened happened and and then you have this opportunity but you were prepared for it yeah, and it's like, and it's, it's it's it gets weirder and heavier though, than just that. I mean, that is, that's um, life in motion right there. That is, uh, what do I want? How do I want? You know, who would it? you visualize yourself in the situation, and then you're there and you're prepared. There's stuff that can be that, that, that can't be explained, and I can give you an example of it. This stuff cannot be explained. Uh, two things. I basically had very few posters on my wall of musicians, and I have been in all of the bands or know them. That's just bizarre. That is just bizarre, okay? Um, How did that happen? Like, the posters on my wall, whatever, I've done gigs with, or I know quite well, or man, whatever it is, every single one of them. And most of them, I've worked with them, which is just strange another thing is that um with dream theater you know for years like my signature snare drum had you know they wanted some decoration on it or some logo whatever so i used the symbol phi which is the golden ratio and um i was just very i'm very drawn to um all kinds of things i think are cool like the golden ratio is in it's inherent in almost or just about every single living organism, uh, meaning the proportion from the top of the head to the neck or the neck to the tailbone is the same in every 
creature with a with a spine. The it's Fibonacci sequence you're talking and, about. I mean, yeah, and it's the same calculation. Every single galaxy is the same proportion. Every single hurricane is the same proportion. There's the, there's the snail shells, the, the makeup inside of every eye and all these things and every every living organism has this stinking number and it's like that can't be an accident. I think that's the message of it. But the bottom line is that I got into that and I read the books and wow and looking at the numbers and this interested interests me but I don't know why and there's that symbol it's just like it interested me so I'm like I'm gonna put that on my drum I'm gonna use the golden ratio on my snare drum my signature snare and and there I am you know and winning the dream theater getting the phone call that I won the audition and right behind me is my signature drum with Fee and Fee is right in the middle of the Dream Theater logo and if you put an M if you put an M in, in Times Roman, if you put an M in the middle of the logo and then you put another M, the MM in the logo and you flip it, it is the exact Dream Theater logo. Wow. It's Fee with two M's. So that's just, <laughs> excuse me, but that's just a bit wow. too weird. See, you know, when you, when you talk about that, and, and, you know, I'm really fascinated by this this golden ratio idea, <laughs> that this Fibonacci sequence, and I, I get into this whole hollow fractal universe idea, and which leads you kind of down a path of, like, you know, this idea of uh, simulation, and when you start talking about, you know, we call it the cosmic canoe, um, that's another word for this shared journey, the shared experience, and when you're talking about the reason why electrons are, are doing what they're doing on a, on a macro level is because it's all part of this one larger system. And then you think, oh, of, you think about all these things, you start putting them together and then you, then you come to the question of about like, well, is this a simulation? And then you could just go down a rabbit hole. So I, I wonder, you know, this stuff is just, sometimes there's things that are too, it's it's too perfect. It's too happy. It's like, you know, like you're saying, I'm, I'm sitting here having this conversation with you guys and I look, I'm looking over at Daryl and even though like he's my brother and, you know, we've been on this ride for a while now, I'm just thinking like, man, he, here I am talking with Mike Mangini and Daryl Campbell from the NFL here. He's telling me some more stories about being at Notre Dame and how did I, you know, like, how did we all get here? It happened in pieces. I mean, over your life, you wanted certain things, did certain things and you didn't. No, we don't, you don't have all the answers when, you know, I, I, I go back to elementary school. What do you want to be when you grow up? <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. You know, well, rich, a big, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, no, I don't know. You know, you know, and it's like, no, I, I want to be in the NHL. And, um, you know, uh, nature didn't cooperate. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not where I need to be. But anyway, so it happened, you know, Justin, you're here because it happens in pieces and you don't, you can, you're not supposed to know why every little thing. Then it would change what you decide. It would change what you would have decided. There's a choice that looked like a mistake, but it led to something. And then that led to something else. And it's like the Plinko game from The Price is Right. And the, thing just, yep. the thing just bouncing and going. It's like, you just go with it, you know. And some things are not for us to know. I don't want to know. It's stuff I just it would don't take. Want. It would certainly take the fun out of some aspects of it, and you know yeah. I, I'm okay with I'm okay with not really knowing the answers and just kind of trying to go with the flow. But yeah, you know, do you do you put much weight behind this idea of like opportunities coming to you 
when they're supposed to come to you and then oh. taking that taking that that next step because something that I, I really feel strongly about is letting people understand that one it's okay to not be successful at something as long as you keep trying and you use that failure to, to strengthen yourself further so that, that, you know, Mike Tomlin on the Steelers always talks about iron sharpens iron. And, you know, every day that the standard is the standard and you want those setbacks to push you forward. And I think people are because of things like social media, because you get this snapshot of somebody's life manicured and curated the way that they want to show it. It, it can pe- make people feel <laughs> unequal it can make them feel lonely. It can make them feel like they're the only one that's not winning every day. Yeah, well. What do you think about that idea of taking your hits, <laughs> waiting for your opportunities, and knowing when it's, you know, when it's time to, to take them? Well, what I think about it is that no one likes it when it's happening. For example, okay, it might appear that certain things happen to me or are easy for me because I'm, and you can, you can say my name. It's like, no, stuff doesn't happen because you have a name or you're named a certain thing. That's not why. Who was with me? Who was with me when um, I really didn't have any hope of, of uh, getting in a band and getting back on the road, a, a band that, that could, that wasn't just in a van and playing music, but could actually generate a, a, a bigger income than I was making. Like, that doesn't happen. I lost hope with that. Oh, I'm getting older, and I'm told all these things, and I'm thinking these things. Who was with me in my, my garage when I went up on a ladder, and that's when my, my, my knee finally ripped and I couldn't walk? Who was with me when I was face down, and I hit the deck, and I was sprawled out, and I crawled to my house, picked myself up, called a friend, and just you know, have that choice to just give up and just did not do it. This is in 2009. Um, and that's not... Right too, before. <laughs> yeah, that's not too far, you know, that's not too far from when, you know, I, yep. uh, I, I got my job. So, um, you know, this, it's just, yeah, social media and all this and what people think. It's not, it's not true because it's not reality. My reality is I was face down. My reality is my news. My reality is I have these thoughts. My reality is I don't know what job I'm gonna get and what band and how am I gonna get a job like this? Someone has to die, <laughs> quit, right? Right, Otherwise, I mean, there's not that many. Yeah. It has to be a major, it has to be a major change and major catastrophe or major something in order for me to get a job with the to generate enough income for it to take care of a family in the music business. And every time, just when I was, all of my jobs, everything in my life, it happens later than I want it to, but it happens every time. And I think about it and, you know, uh, yeah, I'm tapped in. And then it happens and I'm like, I can't believe it actually happened. It was like, this is four years after I, I really wanted it to happen, you know, but tapped in. But part of you, I mean, you can't be surprised though, because you have that, you've got that system of, of constant improvement. You've, you've always known where you wanted to be. 
Um, and yeah, but 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 Justin, I can't create an environment. Right. I can't create. I mean, I can visualize. Oh, apparently, I apparently we can manifest it, but we know I can't manifest a a touring a, a, act that's with a global audience and yeah. Can't just make an apple appear in my. What if it did? <laughs> right now, oh my God, there it is. But but you know, um, um, uh, I can't manifest an environment. I can't create an environment. How am I supposed to? Okay. Um, this is how I'm going to get my drumming jobs. Well, so and so is going to. These people are. You guys just quit, and I'm going to manifest that in my mind. Or the, these people, well, someone's going to get ill and pass away, you know, and that's how I'm going to get my job. I can sit and I do think about those things. I mean, I actually do, or have, and it's like, and then they happen, <laughs> but they don't happen when I want to. But my point is, I can't make that. That's not because I. Something didn't happen, like Mike Portnoy didn't quit because of thoughts that I had, I don't think. Well, don't say that out loud. Somebody might hear that. You know, you know, no, you know what I mean. I know, I'm just messing. I mean, that's, that's, no, absolutely. That's, no, no, but Justin, everybody has free will. Right. You know, Mike made certain choices, and those were his choices to make, and he has the free will to do that. Nothing I or anyone else did. You know, I didn't like, mm, and, you know, <laughs> make it happen. And, and all of a sudden, when I had my signature snare drum, I thought, I'm going to put the symbol fee on it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm going to, I didn't choose to be named Mike Mangini with two M's. I didn't choose this, this fondness of, of physics and math or whatever the quest is to find out how everything works. I didn't choose that. It came to me and it's like, I didn't know the Dream Theater logo. I never looked at it. Like that, I mean, I saw it in passing. I never, I didn't calculate any of this, none of it. But I, but it, but I did, but I did think about these things. I did think about them in pieces. I did come up with a logo for the drum, but I didn't know right. that it was going to be the center of the band I would be in. I mean, that's just bizarre. It's the choices, though. Right. It's it's, it's you. So really, to to boil it down, while all that's going on, while you're you're having these setbacks that everybody experiences, whether you're, you're a young professional in the corporate environment or an athlete with a, with an injury setback, or maybe a a new, new person shows up that they moved from another high school and now they're taking your job. You still have to prepare and control the things that you can control so that when the universe strikes, however it may strike, you're in a position to ultimately capitalize on that. Yes, absolutely. We must, we must do that, and it's it's a it's a positive thing. Again, that's what uh, you want to meditate on it. You actually pray and ask for those things that I have, and I've got every single one of them. But maybe not when I, <laughs> not on my timeline. You know, uh, I'm talking like major major events and major things to be inserted into my life in steps so I can do this, and I can make a family, and I can have a job, and I can blah blah. blah. Those things have all happened. Uh, again, not on my timeline, but yeah, you gotta think about it. You gotta pray on it. You have to, whatever it is you do, that's part of it actually happening. Oh yeah, and and you know what else? Uh, I know for me, you have to believe it. That goes back to, you have to, you have to just. I know this is, that all things are possible. This, but I know that the best thing will happen for me. And I really, you have to. I think you have to believe it. Uh, because then you do it. 
because then it's habit. Then you think about it all the time and you work at it and you you get through obstacles. It's just like it's just like this this drum grid. It's like I have to I really do have to believe that it's the truth because it makes me it makes me go at it more. And when I was teaching, I had a way of teaching to convince somebody that this is the truth, that it is the way, uh, it is the best way, the best method of learning improvisation or becoming who you want to become. It absolutely works. And I think the, the, one of the um, techniques that I would use is to ask questions and to flat out say, okay, I don't know everything. I, I, maybe this isn't right. Maybe there's something flawed. Let's find it. And that gets somebody interested so that I'm not sitting there saying, yes, this is the way it is, and that's it. You know, it's not like that. I'm delivering like, well, this is what I found. I believe today that that's the best method of learning improvisation for a fireman, for a Navy SEAL, for a drummer, for any sports person playing any position. That is the way to do it because that uh, categorizing it, uh, categorizing every possible variable every possible thought takes it and makes it simple it allows you to generalize it's like oh, it's something we can talk about here it's like all right so i gotta choose a madden play um i'm not gonna run brady to the outside so i already know i'm not gonna do that you know, take that one off the deck yep <laughs> i'm just not gonna do that um and and if i run him up the middle he's gonna be diving before anyone gets near him <laughs> Like, hey, you know, he's faster. He runs a faster 40 now than he did at the Combine. So, you know, there's hope for all of us out there. As we wrap down here, um, you know, we've covered a lot of ground talking about what, you know, we, we talked about what the grid is, how you can use it, um, kind of these tools for visualization. And I think we covered a lot of stuff that, like I said, anybody from any level, if they're looking to improve, I mean, this is this is a system for you. So where can people get this information um, from the grid? Where, where can people find that? Well, um, the bottom line, the bottom line is that this one that can be purchased through Hudson, Hudson Video, it's a DVD called The Grid. Um, this is and was made specifically for, for drummers. The one I'm looking at, I made for all musicians. It's not available anywhere. The point being, I got to make the grids. I mean, I, I don't... If I could, if I could, if I could um, document the formula that it takes to make the grid, that would be cool. But I've tried it. I don't know how I can do it. I don't know where it comes from. I, I just don't know. I don't know that. So if you, if someone gets the the drum grid, um, it will be helpful because um, it really it teaches you to to to, to put things in perspective categorize and to believe that you really can uh, put all of your choices on, on one piece of paper for a specific discipline, for a specific thing, or that you can learn uh, one academic thing from knowing another. But I, I have to be you know, s straight up here in saying that um, the ability to interpret this is a whole other skill that I haven't documented. So, um, you know, just like here, just like it's like looking at it, it's like that's the inside of it. But this is really what it is. It's a flow chart. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? 
it's a, it's a, it's a flow chart. Um, you have a resulting expression. That's, that's, that's what you're ultimately leading to. That's what all these elements put in with human. This is, I have human skills, human skills right here in the table of elements, right? And it, it, it results, it results in an expression. Um, that's not something that you can just look at without knowing it and convert to another language. You know, I have to think about it. Um, I, I had, um, I did a charity tournament with some Navy SEALs some years ago, and the, the Master Chief actually asked me if, if I could put together something like this for, for SEALs, and I, he never saw it, because I never, I never got to, I never got to follow up, um, but I actually made one. Where is my cursor here? And it, it, it took me some time, but I actually made it. It was like, okay, you know, in any situation that a SEAL is in, he's going to use a body part. He's got to check body function and what his senses. Uh, this is, I, I'm just generalizing here. There's a vehicle of some kind, even if it's his body. There's a physical motion. There are tools that he has. There's, he's always going to have a location. And then there's, um, there's, there's the condition. The condition is it safe? Is it wet? Is it this? So anyway, these are seven. Those are seven um, categories that every situation that person's going to be in is going to contain one of those. And it wasn't easy for me to figure that out. And it's like with the drum grid, any drum expression must be made up of those seven. And I know that because I know drums better. Mm-hmm. I don't know that that I don't know that this other one I made. Is uh, it's there's no way it can be foolproof because I don't do that, but I put a lot of time into it, and I do I do know how to categorize, so I think it's pretty good. But uh, I I won't know unless I speak to someone. Which it's funny how things work because I really wanted to speak to somebody to look at that. Lo and behold, two days ago, one of the, one, of, one of the other kids, um, stepdads was talking to me at the football practice. And he's in special forces, and I'm like, nice. We need, yeah. I'm like, there's something I want to show you. This just was two days ago. Yeah. You know, so, you know, I'm. I was thinking quite a bit about. Wow, I would like to find someone to meet up with someone, or maybe, maybe it'll just happen. And you and put I'll that out there. Just, yeah. I'll wait till it just. I put it out there, and then it happened. Yep. Well, and, you're, and sure, you're prepared for the opportunity because as was, you just showed us, you, you just showed us a a version of the grid. Uh, kind of suited to a special forces combatant, which is pretty excellent. Well, yeah, yeah, and the only reason I, I would die, I would do that. Like, what what right do I have to uh, put together something like that? But at the same time, it's like, no, we're all we're right. all people. We all have brains. They work a certain way. Uh, we all have that in common. Um, we have more things in common than not. Absolutely. And so, if we all work the same way, well, then the methods should work the same for everybody. And I. See, I had the belief that I could do it. I had the belief because I know that categorizing and, and putting things in perspective works. I do know that. So without that belief, I wouldn't have the guts to do it because I would be embarrassed. Like, well, I'm, who, I'm not going to show up and talk to these people that could take a pinky and just maybe end my life in about five <laughs> seconds. You know, who am I to Whatever. But um, you know what? For... And then any young person watching, yeah, you 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 have to dream a little bit, yeah. visualize, play pretend. The imagination is so wonderful. 
Without the imagination, you can't be creative. You know, use your imagination for things. Use your imagination for your own life. But exist in reality. There's a big difference in truth between what we think is reality and what is reality. How does it work? You know, what is it? So that's uh, it's it's funny you say that, you know, Mike. And I, I know I've really said too much this last I don't know thirty minutes or twenty something minutes. But if we rewind this conversation, while well, uh, I'm yapping. No, 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 no. It's it's Sorry. for me. For me, I'm thinking about it because if we rewind this conversation 40 minutes and I think about something my wife told me a long time ago. Um, and if I'm honest and we just talk about the things that exist relationship wise, you know, um, with with our partners. And, and it's when you're not being truthful about things. Right. Um, my wife told me a long time ago, she says, you know, when you lie to me, um, you take away my ability to choose. And why is that profound and why am I listening and I'm not saying anything while I'm listening to you guys talk? It's because your, your, um, your system is based on truth, truth of oneself, truth being that it allows you the choices, the same choices that when I, you know, uh, lied to my wife about, I took away from her because she was basing it on the truth she thought existed, but it didn't. So why is that profound for an athlete? Why is that profound for a musician? Why is that profound for someone who wants to know who it is they'd like to be? Uh, you have no choices when you predicate it all upon a lie. And we talk about the Tao of Jeet Kune Do, and I, and I, I studied martial arts for, for a number of years. And Bruce Lee is one of his famous quotes is using no way as a way, having no limitation as limitation. That's based upon truth. Um, if, if, if I were to look at one of my former, you know, uh, teammates in LeCharles Bentley from the Cincinnati Bengals, he, he now has a, an initiative going on in the league called Way to Play for kids and for, uh, you know, other athletes alike. And he talks about, you know, um, football being the conduit to teaching him how to fail. And the belief that goes behind when you get knocked down, you get back up. But that's also based upon truth, that that same reality that you talk about, not existing somewhere in a fantasy land, but existing right here within your own person. Hey, you know what? I might get knocked down. I might not know what's going on here. But as long as I have my truth, I'm going to get back up. I have an option. I won't have that option if I give up right then and there, if I don't associate my intentionality with the truth of no matter what happens, I'm going to get back up. Right. And Mike, your system, and you told, told me this, told us this 40 minutes ago, it all has the most fundamental thing that's important is it has to be, it has to exist. The foundation, the most important foundational thing, regardless of all the elements, regardless of, 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 of whatever it is, whatever permutations exist to make this a reality so someone can understand the after to get you to where you want to be, it has to be predicated upon truth. Otherwise, you can't go anywhere. I think that's so profound. I, I think it's, it, it blows my mind right now, and I have no words because it's, it's simple, but it's life. You know what I mean? It's life. Yeah, and that's it has to be based in reality too. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's like someone that maybe never met me assumed I was a certain way or not a certain way or uh, or, or whatever. 
um, creates something that isn't real. You know, it's not the view of me is really not based in reality, and that's why it's not the truth. Right. That is why it's not the truth. It's not based in reality. So to be based in reality, what does that mean? I mean, um, you know, you don't have to. You don't have to use your. It doesn't have to be empirical. Yeah. You don't have to use your senses to make it real, because you can take. Um, you can just take your mind and think, visualize two apples plus two apples equals four apples. You know, and it's not. I can't can smell a thought. I can't taste a thought. I can't feel a thought. You, you know, can't. I can't use my senses. I cannot use my senses. It's not empirical data, but it's the truth because it's reality. And so, reality doesn't necessarily mean physical, right? Anyway, but that's it. Yeah, I mean, it's very important. I mean, look, I was when I when I put this 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 that other grid together. Um, uh, I had always had the thought in my mind, well, how would I make one for a fireman or something? Because they, their life is on the line, and they're sacrificing for other people, whatever. But the bottom line, the bottom line is that they have to improvise. And improvising means that the choice is made up of something. And I knew when I put this together, I had a strong belief that it could be done. That it could be done, and that's what carried me through. So I'm not so worried about all the elements. So I got some. So maybe that one goes in this category. I did it with the drum grit. I had put something from one category that ended up in another one. I'm like, no, that belongs more in this one. I didn't get it right the first time. It took me a while. So, so to wrap up here, we we've covered some awesome ground today, and you know the passionate, uh, wonderful Dream Theater fans will just light me up if I don't just uh, touch on a. a Brief little moment of Dream Theater stuff uh, real yeah. quick here to, to round things out. So what can fans expect to see from you on the road uh, this year on this uh, upcoming tour that you guys are doing in the U.S.? What are you guys going to be playing as much as you can say? And what should fans expect to see on the road this year? Well, they should expect to see uh, a, uh, an evening with two sets. Uh, second one being Scenes from a Memory in its entirety. And um, the first set being a collection of songs that that we like to uh, stick with because it spans albums. In other words, you know, one reason that 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 we won't let's say we won't take out a nightmare to remember is that there really isn't another song that fits that from that record. Or if we do a song from another record, then we've got three two songs off of one record and none off of this one and none off of that one. I like to just mix it up a little bit like that. So we'll be playing uh, an evening with two sets, and Scenes from a Memory will be one of them. We will be going through the U.S. Uh, in uh, a bunch of B markets, so we're not playing any major cities. We're going off off the grid, and uh, the whole the whole tour, I believe. Um, and uh, then we'll go to South America, and that will close out this year. Next year we will go uh, to Europe for two months to play scenes and this whole evening with show. And then we're going to have to go to the other uh, continents after that. And I don't know when or how long. I just, you know, I just look at one thing at a time. You know, do you know how I know that I'm going to a city? You, get, you start getting uh, comments on social media about it? Or emails like, oh, hey, and I'm like, 
What? Oh, a friend. Oh, somebody. Yeah, somebody like me. Somebody like me emailing me like, hey, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you're like, oh, are you going through this? I'm like, Justin, I am. <laughs> you know? Keeping you on track, yeah, man. I, get, I mean, I, I guess I could ask and stay on top of it, but it's like, it's like the minute that it's finalized, it gets made public. So the public knows, you know, before me. <laughs> <laughs> I just like whatever you know. I'll just put me on the plane and um, show me where the coffee is. Um, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, think, think about what kind of food I'm going to eat. There you go. I have my favorites Sick. all over the place. You know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's all, well, if if I may, it's all good. if I may put in a request because uh, I I don't think it's been played probably since the Activarium tour. But if you guys could just get I walk beside you in there somewhere. I would appreciate that at some point. I'd love to see it again, Mike. You know, see if yeah, you can pull a few strings for me. Well, it might not be on this uh, on this leg because again, you know, we have to take something right. out. Right. And I have to, we have to. I mean, look, it, we are a certain way. We're certain. We're certain birds. And you sure are. You know, we 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 get routine oriented because that's how we dial in. If uh, as we progress on a tour, where we're playing the same songs. Um, we're not just showing up and playing the same songs to us. It's not to us. We're all out there getting the minutiae that we didn't quite get on this one. It's almost like we're 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 getting to the the molecules by the end of a tour cycle, and we still care. We're still not quite perfect, you know. It's then as a whole. Oh, we're so deep. I mean, we. I'm into it. I know whether my left hand turns with this angle or that angle, and at what point in the night that happens. You can't do that at the beginning of a tour. Mm-hmm. It's, it's more general, you know. So we don't make a lot of switches for reasons. We're we're we're, we're certain creatures, um, and you know what it does for us that 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 translates to fans. What it does for us is it makes us into it every night. We're not bored. We're not like over it. We don't get, we just don't get bored playing the same music. We just don't. That's not the how the five of us are. The five of us are really similar um, with a lot of things. And one of the things that we're exactly the same with beyond being similar is we go to that stage and we care. Mm-hmm. We're like into every moment. I, you know, the stool's turning like this, and, you know, now Petrucci's going to turn around at the same time, and he's going to do this one thing, and then he's going to perfect it over time, and then that's going to affect something else after that. Oh, he's got to go get that thing now, and now he's going to change here, and now, and it's the same song that we've done, but it's just not the same. Mm-hmm. You're always trying to push one little tiny, tiny thing, and the fans benefit because we're up there, and we actually mean it. Then they can tell. People know. Yeah. People know if someone's, you know, really. I don't know. They know know when you're not working your craft. They know when you're not working. Of course. Especially, especially passionate, you know, audience like the Dream Theater fans. I mean, they're they're they love the band. They they are musicians themselves. They know what to expect. They know when somebody's, you know, doing an off spot here or there. So, um, that's you know, I think that's that's what uh, what this journey is all about. Well, Mike. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Everyman Podcast again. It's always a pleasure to have you. Thank you, Mike. 
I did check ahead of time, and you guys can pick up The Grid on Amazon uh, from Hudson Music. It's available there, uh, so you can get that Prime dropped right to you. And, uh, Mike, we will be seeing you. uh, I believe it's in New Brunswick, New Jersey, but uh, we'll have to consult the the tour guide for that. We don't know. You don't know, but rest assured, you'll Uh, see us there. Well, it's there. It's there. I just don't. I didn't. I, I, I don't keep it. I don't keep it in my head. I mean, I swim. This is how I tour. It's like swimming, and then you come up for air. <laughs> you just get your head back no, in the water. No, no, that's how I have to do it. Makes sense. That's I. I can't be. No, I, I. Yeah, I have to do a few strokes and come up for air. That's how I did, did the two months we did in Europe. That's all I did because it looked so daunting, and the talk was it's so much, it's so long, it's so this, it's so that. It's like I'm not. I don't even know what's happening in five days. I don't know. I don't <laughs> want to know. I just want to swim and come up the air and make sure everything counts. And when I take that breath, it's going to be a great breath. That's how I do it. That's all you need. And all it takes that one good one. Well, Mike, it's been a pleasure. Safe travels on the road. Get your training gear in shape. And we're going to get working on our grid here. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I'm going to have a boring week of tedious stamina work, let me tell you that. (laughs) Stamina work in Madden. It's perfection. Perfecting it. That's it. That's it. Perfect.